The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, it's our opportunity to talk with our county mayor, Joe Carr. Joe, good morning to you. How's everything? Good morning, Bart. Everything's fine. Good to have you with us today. Thank you. This is a beautiful day outside. Uh, just another one of those perfect uh, summer mornings. It is. Uh, it's going to get hot um, tomorrow and Friday. So everybody be careful out there. Stay hydrated. Um, don't overextend yourself, and especially to our senior citizens. Please be careful. Very definitely. Well, in a few days, the new fiscal year begins. Yes. <laughs> Let's start it off on a bright note. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> so I have, um, we're going to, I want to rewind for just a second, if we can go back several months. When I first found out that this county had a, not just a record deficit, but a, a uh, doubling record deficit. The previous record deficit was 31 million, 32 million, and this particular deficit was 64 million. So we doubled. We doubled from 21-22 to 22-23. We du- more than doubled in one year, the deficit. And for your listeners that don't know, a deficit is essentially the amount of money, the difference between the money you make and the money you spend. And so the county for the budget beginning last year, that it concludes in just a few couple of days, um, was $64 million in the hole. We were spending $64 million more than we were taking in. And that was what was budgeted, which to me is unconscionable. And now, and I have said this over and over again, the reason for that, and we've had budget deficits for 13 consecutive years so we've had budget deficits for a long time and as i started digging into finding out why do we have budget deficits because that's just physically irresponsible to because essentially what you're saying is we're going to buy things on the credit card we know we can't afford it to pay for it so we're going to put it on the credit card in the hope or the anticipation we're going to figure out how to pay for it later but 13 years is a long time to have a strategy without understanding how you're going to pay for things that you keep putting on the credit card. The things that we were putting on the credit card, quite honestly, Bart, the county had little control over or no control over, and that was growth. And I have pounded the table in here and other places over and over and over again. When people move into the county, they require by law and by statute, the same services that every other county uh, resident receives. The problem is the property taxes don't pay for those services because we have to expand those services before they can receive those services. So like fire, EMS, and schools and roads, we have to build that infrastructure out before it can be used. The building out of that infrastructure is very expensive. And until we get some relief from the Tennessee General Assembly, like other counties and other cities like Murfreesboro and Smyrna and Laverne have, we're going to be in this boat again. And so 
this 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 thing accumulated for years and finally it got to be 64 million dollars and we were on the cusp of not being able to manage this so months ago michael smith the finance director came into my office and said we got a problem and this isn't a small thing that we can kick down the road anymore he said we've got to either we've got to make some decisions and i said okay i said but as we go forward in evaluating where we're going to make cuts in in the county and find savings i said we're going to do three things we're going to make sure that we reduce the deficit we're not going to kick this can down down the road anymore that's not physically conservative policy other households don't act like that businesses don't act like that and the county government's not going to act like that we will not have deficits any longer i said that's number one number two we're going to pay our bills. We're going to meet our bond obligation for paying off the construction of the school bond debt. And we're going to pay our creditors. I said, and number three, we're going to maintain our AAA bond rating, which requires us to have a certain percentage of uh, appropriations in a savings account or what we call a fund balance. So we're going to do those three things. And so when we began this process, Michael and I found over $25 million in cuts to the $64 million deficit. And every single department came into my office. And like I've said before, all except for first responders, all but one department, which is interesting about this particular department, but all one department said we will not increase or request an increase in our budgetary spending from that last year to this year even though the demand on our services has increased because this county gets nine to ten thousand new residents every year and a thousand to fifteen hundred new public school students every year and those are the very things that burden our existing services that we're required to provide and so we ended up with, regretfully and quite unfortunately, a property tax increase that was voted on by the county commission. And let me just say this, every member of the county commission, without exception, did their job. Regardless of how they voted, they did it well. I was quite pleased at the, the debate and the conversation we had. Um, it got a little heated at times. But it should. And when, you, when you're trying to stick by your beliefs and you're sticking to your principles and your values and you're trying to articulate your position and persuade your colleagues to your side of the aisle with regard to the issue. Um, but I'm, I was very pleased with the way the county commission, in particular the budget committee, um, went through this process. But we ended up settling on a 26-cent property tax increase. And I have been getting a, quite a bit of... Uh, I don't want to say it's hate mail, but <laughs> they're not happy <laughs> uh, to say to say the least. And I get it, and I understand, and I'm empathetic. But I want to put it in context. So, from in January 2021, the average price of a home in Rutherford County was three hundred thousand dollars. In January 2023, the average price of that same home was $450,000. So the average price of a home in two years went up $150,000. That is the biggest reason we had such a huge assessment spike in property values uh, from uh, the property assessor's office. 
That's number one. Number two, the average price of a home of $450,000, the property taxes on that home is going to be $288 a year or $24 a month or $5.38 a week or 79 cents a day. And so while it's regrettable and I hate it, the idea that people will go hungry on 79 cents a day is just uh, exaggerated hyperbole. And I think we need to stick to the facts and the understanding of what the cost of this would be. Moreover, and very importantly, Rutherford County is still the second lowest or maybe even maybe still the lowest assessed property tax rate in Middle Tennessee for consideration Williamson County our prop new property tax rate will go from 161 to 187 Williamson County is 188 Hamilton County who we're compared with many many times especially by some of our constitutional officers their property tax rate is 224 Sumner County is $2.26 Wilson County is 191 so we're still lower than all other counties of our size and, uh, and, and offering of the services that we provide. Now, does this in any way rationalize a property tax increase? Of course not. It doesn't. Absolutely not. We should constantly strive to have the lowest, most efficient property tax rate in Tennessee, and I will constantly do that. But if the choice you're going to offer me is this, Are we going to be physically irresponsible, not pay our bills, lose our AAA bond rating, and default on our bond debt, or are we going to save savings in the budget and raise property taxes? Unfortunately, the conservative in me says I got to raise property taxes, and that's what we—that's what I had to do. And uh, I'm willing to take the heat for it. I regret it. It's my job to help people understand how I got to this position. And this didn't come easily. It was with hundreds of hours of work with Michael Smith. And so um, I'll be glad to take questions and comments on it. Okay. And thank you for letting me to say. Thank you for letting me say that. Uh, we have a listener who's written in. They said that they retired from GE several years ago, and they're pretty much on a fixed income. One of the things that they've enjoyed over the years is the cost of living here in Rutherford County. As a matter of fact, most of the South. And people are growing here because of that lower cost of living. With the house prices uh, values increasing so much, uh, it's good to sell your house and make a good profit. But what can you buy after you sell it? And also, they're wondering, is this going to be the beginning of it costing the same in every part of the United States to live. No, it will. Let me go back in reverse. No, it will not cost the same because we are structurally quite different than the West Coast and the Northeast and uh, the upper Midwest like Illinois and Minnesota and just how we believe that government should operate. Um, number Number two, the caller's question about moving here uh, because of the South's uh, uh, cost of living, that's, that's the problem. Everybody realizes 
that Rutherford County, specifically Tennessee, generally is a really good place to live. I mean, is this? And we we've said this before. As this country becomes more and more divided, not less divided, but more and more divided, those who feel ostracized in their communities on the West Coast, the Northeast, and and the Upper Midwest, they go. This isn't my home anymore because of my values, my principles, and the cost of living. I don't, I don't embrace the liberal agenda of the West Coast. I don't embrace the high taxes of New York City and New Jersey. I don't embrace the crime-infested areas of Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to go somewhere where I can live in peace, relative comfort, and, in, and enjoy the company of my neighbors. And you know what? They come to Tennessee. And they are flocking to Tennessee. And the home builders and realtors, as evidenced by the statistics I gave a minute ago, and and I applaud them, are meeting that demand. And they can't keep up with the demand, which is why we have a, a significant inflationary effect here because the demand to live here is greater than the supply. So the cost of living is actually going up because people want to move here. Here's another comment from a listener. says, you all are crooks. You doubled the value of our property last year, and now you're raising the tax. What a joke. Stop spending money you don't have. I appreciate the comment, and I would uh, completely agree that we are going to stop spending money we don't have. That's exactly what took place in 13 years with 13 years of consecutive deficit spending. And so we have got to right the ship. It's... It's comparable to this. So your spouse, you come home and you find out that your spouse on a joint credit card has went out and bought a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't know anything about. They went places, they went to lunch, they went to dinner. I mean, they jacked up the credit card. And you find out that you didn't know they did all that. Now, as a joint holder of that credit card, guess who's on the hook for it, Bart? You are, just like they are. But you didn't spend that money. You didn't know anything about it. But guess what? You get to pay for it. Well, that's kind of, sort of, like what we're talking about. I mean, I didn't jack up the credit card. This county commission didn't jack up the credit card. Yet, we're stuck with paying for it. And we got to figure out how to pay for it. And we cut $25 million to help pay for it. But it wasn't enough. And that's where we're at. Here's another question this person says. It happened over 13 years, you mentioned. How long has Michael Smith been on the uh, group for 13 years? Has he been there 13 years? And the person also asked, how many of the county commissioners have been there for 13 years? You say nobody was aware of it? I think they were. Well, I can't say that they weren't aware of it. I think what we were talking about is people were trying to, the, the strategy was that, the Tennessee General Assembly would level the playing field for Rutherford County like there is for other counties in other cities. And that has not worked out um, right yet. And But there's still a great opportunity for us to get together and work on this. With regard to Mr. Smith, he, like I, have been with the county for less than a year. and um, But at the same time, it doesn't it – doesn't, it's not – productive to look in the rearview mirror and cast stones and cast blame uh, everybody did the best they could in the circumstances they had I know that previous mayors and previous county commissions did everything they could to keep from having to raise property taxes 
year over year. And if I can, Dr. Bill Ford, if we got time, made a very interesting observation. He is a, a former Federal Reserve chairman, a, a brilliant, absolutely brilliant economist at MTSU. I mean, he's literally world-renowned for his uh, analytics on economic policy. So he came and testified before, or not testified, he came and spoke before the Budget Committee hearing, and he made a very astute observation. He said that the 16% uh, tax increase was actually about two times higher than it should be, that the actual uh, tax increase should be 7%. And he went on to explain that property taxes effectively are for the operating cost of government or the maintenance and upgrade of the existing services provided which is exactly what I've been saying all along. And he's absolutely correct. And he said because of the 5% inflation rate and the 2% growth in the county, if you add those together, that's 7%, that that is a more reasonable and expected property tax rate given that you have inflation, right? You have to index for inflation and you have growth that you got to that you got to meet. I'm going Okay, that makes sense. So he said your property tax increase should be 7%. What he didn't mention was there was no property tax increase in 21-22. There was no property tax increase in 2021. And there, and there was no pro- pro- property tax increase in 19 and 20. So we haven't had a property tax increase in four years. So if you go back for the last four years, go back 23, 22, 21, and 20, and you add all that up, the property tax increase, according to Dr. Ford's calculations, if you use his methodology, would actually be almost 32% because we didn't have property taxes increases during those years where we had both inflation. We had 8% inflation last year and 3% growth. So last year, we should have had an 11% increase in property taxes by that metric. That's not what I'm arguing, though. I'm arguing that we got to do more with less. We've got to constantly be frugal. There are opportunities to save money in this budget, and I am vigilant in trying to find out what those were. But unless you want to dramatically cut services, and I'm talking about literally doing away with departments, uh, finding $39 million in savings wasn't there. What was it that... If, if we go back to the General Assembly, are you saying that the issue that you brought before the General Assembly would have resolved this issue? In part. In part. Yeah, in part. Be, uh, not, uh, certainly not immediately, but in part because it would have given us a path forward and it would allow us to buy a little time. We don't have any time now. So what the generals, what we were asking the General Assembly to do is just give Rutherford County the same autonomy to control growth that the General Assembly has already given other counties in all cities. That's what we were asking. But, you know, they refused. And, and I, I understand why. I, I understand the argument. I don't agree with it. What, uh, is, but, what is their solution? There's, there, they, well, they didn't, we didn't, they didn't offer a solution. Um, the, the, their reason, the rationale was basically twofold. Number one, it's going to hurt affordable housing, which is an absolutely incredibly lame argument because, um, the, because the price of homes in two, two years was, went up 50% and nobody was crying about affordable housing during that two week period. I mean, two year period when housing went from $300,000 to $450,000. Moreover, and this is probably the most telling thing, Bart, 
So two weeks ago tomorrow, the Murfreesboro City Council had third and final reading on their impact fee. Now, what they voted on was a dollar for residential home. Now, their impact fee is on residential homes, apartment buildings, commercial, and industrial. So they're going to have impact fees on just about any new construction uh, in the city. But on a apples-to-apples comparison for a 2,400-square-foot home, which is the average size home, um, they are going to receive about $7,800 in new impact fees on that home for fire, schools, parks, and roads. $7,800. When I called some of the city officials about that hearing, my question was this. I said, how many home builders and realtors showed up and spoke in protest of a $7,800 impact fee that the Home Builders Association and the realtors specifically said would adversely affect affordable housing when they showed up at the county courthouse? I said, how many showed up? Zero. Nobody showed up to speak. Nobody showed up to protest. Now, I'm going, I said, well, wait a minute. You mean to tell me? that the home builders and realtors would not show up and protest $7,800 increase in impact fees or establishment of impact fee. But at the Rutherford County Courthouse, they packed the courthouse to protest a $2,600 increase for a development tax for Rutherford County, less than one-third. And they packed the Rutherford County Courthouse, yet at the Murfreesboro City Council, they couldn't even bother to show up. I don't understand why that is. If they're interested in affordable housing, if they're concerned that, as one state representative said, we can't give the Rutherford County Commission the authority to just raise impact fees and development taxes whenever they want. Well, we have that authority with the property tax. You gave that authority to other counties and other cities. Why are you picking on Rutherford County? And quite honestly, I do not understand it, and I don't have an answer for it. But that's the issue in the $64 million deficit. That's the issue with the property tax increase. Rutherford County, had, the only way we have to pay for growth is to raise property taxes. Until we get that fixed, nothing will change. This morning on CBS News, on this station, we heard them talking about how, with the increase in prices of new construction costs for homes, that uh, they're still breaking all records across the nation as far as sales of homes go. I'm not surprised. And we can expect the same thing here. We, we had a pause. Uh, in, um, and I say we didn't go down, really. It was just a pause in the acceleration. Um, Rutherford County is still attracting a lot of people. Think about this. nine to 10,000 new residents every year. Our population right now is over 370,000. This time next year, it'll be over 380. This time the following year, it'll be over 390. We'll be at 400,000 people before my first term is up. We are a major metropolitan area. We are growing like we're the fastest growing county in the state, and we're the 43rd fastest growing county in the country. And, 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 and it's getting faster and faster. Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr is our guest this morning. We're going to pause and we'll be back. If you have questions for County Mayor Carr, Send it to us in email, if you would. We're going to sort of limit that to email this morning uh, simply because we can get more questions in that way. 
615-893-1450. We've got some more questions, and we'll go to those in just a moment. 615-893-1450. The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekday mornings at 810. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford place to talk. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders, like our pastas and many other items, that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. If you're looking for an adoptable cat or kitten, be sure to stop by and take a peek in our cat room downstairs. For those of you that prefer scaly friends to furry ones, we have you covered at Animal City. Come in and find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. You can find us at Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad. We're at Adams Place talking with Lee Davenport. So I plan to come to Adams Place. I think they're great. Claire's wonderful. Marie's great. They've all been good to me. If a friend asks you, where's the best place to live? What would you tell them? Adams Place. This is the best. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adams Place. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Good morning, an accident out here in Rutherford County. Scott, traffic a mess. Listen up so you don't get stuck in this. It's 24 westbound. It's going to be uh, just up from Salem Pike, right in that area there, really backing up traffic uh, through Rutherford County right now as we check it out online. 24 westbound at Salem Pike on this wreck involving injuries. From the looks of it, it's going to be out here for a little bit. It is looking better on 65 South down through Brentwood between Concord Road and Moore's Lane where we did have that earlier wreck. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check them out online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. An excessive heat warning will go into effect here Thursday morning. Areas of haze here this afternoon with sunny skies and a high into the lower 90s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. On air, online, and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. WGNS Action Line is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. MTE has helped provide light, comfort, and connection to our community since 1936. As your trusted energy advisor, MTE is always here to help. Connect with MTE online at mte.com. Download the My MTE app. By the way, happy birthday to Billy Webb. He is the winner of our Toots Good Food and Fun goodies. Uh, he's uh, also the winner of the delicious banana pudding from the Slick Pig, Billy Webb. 
And our good neighbor of the day is Nayeli James. Nayeli James, the good neighbor of the day, receiving flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan's Flowers, Coffee and Gifts. Our phone number, if you want to join us in conversation, uh, send us a text for our county mayor, Joe Carr. He's with us this morning. We're just days away from that new fiscal year, which brings about an increase in property taxes. But as uh, County Mayor Carr said, it's not going to be a staggering one. Uh, it's more than anybody wants, but it's... It's always more than what you want. I mean, who wants property tax? Who wants to pay more of the government? I don't, for crying out loud. I mean, I'm the last guy that wants to pay more of the government. But the alternative is unacceptable to default and not pay our bills, to lose our AAA bond rating and not pay our bond debt, that's not acceptable. No, and, and, we're not and, going and, to lose that AAA No, we're, we're, well, I mean, that's not up to us. That's up to Moody's to make that determination. But we know we have a general idea what the criteria are for re- retaining that. And so we won't. And, and I, will, I, will just, I will just say this. Let me give you, you know, some people are saying, you know, we'll find the $39 million to cut somewhere else. I mean, literally what we're talking about, this is how dire it is. What we're t- talking about is literally taking sheriff's patrol deputies off the streets, literally getting rid of the patrol department, not having a patrol department, literally not having a inf- a information technology department. And if you want to know how bad, how sorely we need an off- office of information technology, you know, just look what happened to uh, Murfreesboro Medical Center and the a- a cyber attack they had. That cost them tremendously. And for the people out there, who don't know we this the Rutherford County network is under constant attack. I mean, when I say constant, I mean like every second of every day from nation states like Russia, Iran, and China trying to get into our network so they can sabotage the network and hold and steal the personal data of the employees, and it's under constant attack. And so you're talking about doing away with that department. You're, I mean. We're talking about doing away with ambulance, ambulance, our ambulatory service. So who's going to respond to a 911 medical emergency? That's the kind of situation you're talking about. These are not bloated departments. Uh, These are things that the residents have asked for, especially our senior citizens. And unfortunately, uh, the expansion of those services is borne by the property taxpayer. Now, here's a question from another listener. This one says, at the beginning of the program, you said you got all the departments together and everyone said that they were willing to reduce their uh, spending and uh, not increase it over the previous year, except one. Correct. What was the one? I won't say. Okay. And and the reason is it doesn't serve any purpose because that ultimately uh, that uh, individual who leads that department uh, – did not submit there. So when they come into my office, um, the, they have the opportunity. I say, here's, um, I said, here's what, here are the criteria for your budget. And I said, no new spending except for those areas that we don't have any control over, like insurance and pensions. We, we don't have any control over that. Those are required by the state. I said, but no new discretionary spending. And so every department had agreed to it. Only one um, d- 
did not, and they walked out saying, no, I'm going to go to the county commission and ask for more employees and more vehicles. And I said, that's fine. And you have the, that's your prerogative. Uh, they didn't do that. And so um, the fact that they ultimately did not do that, and the reason I think they didn't do it is because they couldn't get anybody to go along with them. Well, that's speculation on my part. But in any event, it's not, it doesn't serve any purpose for me to call attention to that purpose. The point is, is where we ended up, not where we began. And where we ended up was that all departments, all constitutional officers held their budgets to last year's budget, and I'm very, very grateful. Now, what will this do next year? Are we going to have to increase it again next year? Is increase increase what? The budget. Well, that I, mean, I well, you, well you've I increased well, well, the property tax. Well, okay, so that's two different questions. Are we going to increase the budget? I don't probably only because of inflation and growth. You cannot not increase the budget because of inflation and growth. Statutorily, we're required to do certain things. Will we increase the property taxes? Re- no. No, we will not. Under no circumstances will we increase property tax. The only way we could possibly... How can you say that? Well, the only reason, only way we will do that is if there's some cataclysmic catastrophe, literally a catastrophe, that is completely beyond our scope and understanding. If we have a catastrophe, I don't know what that would be, but... Uh, how can I say, barring that, that we won't increase property tax? Very easily, Bart, because for the first time in 13 years, we're not going to have, by the end of this, by the end of the, our fiscal year, we're not going to have a deficit. That's how I come, because Michael Smith and I right now are pl- working on budgets for year two, year three, and year four. And that's never been done before. We're already telling our departments, here's what we expect from you in the coming year, you know. We expect you to return back to the general fund a certain portion of your budget. We are going to be we're going to be uh, very frugal going forward, but at the same time, we also expect revenues to continue to increase. So, as as revenues increase into the county from the state and from within the county, and we can hold the line on growth and or the growth not grow as fast as the revenues we'll we'll be more than okay and and michael and i work on this every day every week of every month and we're going to continue to do so but we're not going to raise property taxes here's another question for a listener or comment i guess this person says so you say you will not have a property tax increase next year because it'll sort of even out and you'll you'll be you're catching up with your debt we we have we have with this property tax increase, we have caught up with our debt. However, what we haven't caught up with is the growth. So if we don't get, and this is why it's extremely important for the Tennessee General Assembly to allow Rutherford County the autonomy that other counties and cities have to pay for growth. Again, the only, only reason we're in this predicament is because the property taxpayers of Rutherford County, unlike other counties and the city of Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, don't have a way to pay growth for pay for itself and so that's what we're talking about doing and so i expect the tennessee general i really do i think the tennessee general assembly is going to understand what we're what we want to do and they understand the rationale for it and i think i think they're going to say okay we get it now we 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 understand we didn't we didn't completely understand but now we get it and i think we're gonna get uh i think we're gonna have a, a positive result and if we can do that then yeah there's absolutely no reason however if we don't get if we don't get that result out of the general assembly 
we will be here again in three, four, or five years. When that time comes again, I don't know. But, yeah, we will be right back here again. That same person uh, extends their question a little farther. They're saying, if you do get everything as you need and you get hold of uh, everything and the budget is cleared up, will you return the budget to its lower level? So, you, I guess what they're asking, will you give back the property tax? So will you take it away? You, you will, the budget the will, increase. yeah, the, the budget will never go backwards. And the reason is, is and because we have nine to 10,000 new people coming into the county every year. They demand and require services. Those services are constantly being, have to expand at a certain level. What we want to do is not, those expansion of those services shouldn't be as fast as the growth. So there, that gap is the savings. But wouldn't but, the but, impact fee correct? Oh, that? absolutely. The imp- impact fee and the development tax are the solution, Bart, because the impact fee, the the solution to higher property taxes, like what we have just gone through, is an effective impact fee and development tax that pays for the build out of the infrastructure of the services necessary for those new residents coming into the county, like schools, like law enforcement, like fire, like EMS. Now, if you do get those fees approved, yeah, will you reduce the budget, the taxes? So, again, not the budget won't ever get reduced, but we okay. don't have to reduce the budget to reduce the property tax rate and the, the that. Yeah, I'm not willing to say how much, but that is my ultimate goal here is to find enough savings so that we can return some of this property tax back to the property taxpayers. Because what what was done in this 26 cent, 16 percent property tax increase was neither right nor fair. And if we can get the General Assembly to assist with us, that would be great. And then there may be an opportunity for us to do that and that. That would be a that would be a laudable goal and something that uh, is on my mind all the time. This person says I will be amazed if that happens. I've never seen it happen in government before. He's he or she is correct. I would be I will also be amazed, and I too have not seen it happen before. But that doesn't mean it can't. Nothing beats a can't but a try. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. County Mayor Joe Carr is our guest this morning. We will be right back. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and online at WGNSRadio.com means that you can listen to us anywhere. AM, FM, FM, online. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, fellas, June is National Men's Health Month, which is a good time to remind you to take care of your health. I recommend going to Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health. Making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. 
You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. Excessive heat warning will go into effect here Thursday morning. Areas of haze here this afternoon with sunny skies and a high into the lower 90s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 66. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 750 to 810 on WGNS, AM, FM, online. We're back again, the final segment of our broadcast this morning. So if you have a question or a comment, you need to make it quickly. Otherwise, we'll run out of time and that opportunity will slowly fade away. 615-893-1450. County Mayor Joe Carr is with us this morning. We're literally days away from the new fiscal year beginning and uh, the new tax rates going into Affect the new property tax increase. Yep, I want to. I want to do a. Uh, I want to recognize Dr. Sullivan and the Rutherford County School Board real quick. Um, back in the late winter, very early spring, when Michael and I were just pouring over the budget, um, we reached out to Dr. Sullivan. Seventy-five um, percent of the Rutherford County budget is schools, and that is our statutory obligation. And the state uh, restricts, um, and they take their role in this very seriously, the state restricts the cutting of school budgets. In other words, it's called the maintenance of effort. You can't reduce the amount of, you can't reduce the school budget below where it was the previous year, essentially. And we work with Dr. Sullivan, even though the school system is growth, Dr. Sullivan and the school board have been tremendous partners in this. And when I say that we found 25 million dollars in savings the first 15 million dollars we found was in the school budget and that they transferred to the county and so um, they gave money back they gave money they gave 15 million dollars right out right on the jump and um so i'm just i'm just everybody pitched in and sacrificed they really did and 25 million dollars it's not a small amount of money, because remember, if we're talking, if we're talking um, an eight hundred and fifty million dollar budget, which is essentially what we're talking about, and seventy five percent of that schools, the only thing we have left is that remainder, and so fifteen million dollars is a lot of money to the county general, and um, and reducing that deficit. So I just want to make sure that uh, your listeners know that Dr. Sullivan and the Rutherford County School Board and the school system. Um, we're great partners in this process, and I appreciate it. Here's another comment from a listener. Mayor Carr, thank you for taking on fiscal responsibility now and not passing the buck for future generations. You're taking on task with a common-sense approach. Thank you. Well, I could. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, thank you. 
listener for you sharing didn't that. that one, I, I, did no, you? I did not. I did not expect <laughs> that, but it's it's really appreciated. Be, only because I I don't think uh, people know how painful this was for me personally, because this goes against everything I believe. But what I believe even more is that if my spouse brings home a credit card bill that I didn't anticipate, nor have any role in purchasing, I'm still obligated to pay for it. And I'm not going to whine. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to, we're going to have a conversation about priorities, but we're going to do that quietly. Uh, not that my wife does that. She does not. As a matter of fact, my wife is quite frugal. Uh, just so the listeners know, the car household does not have a credit card. <laughs> You're probably better off. We, we, no, we don't have credit cards. We have a debit card, and so which is like paying for cash. So we don't have a credit card, and I don't think the county should have credit cards to that extent. So in any event, I appreciate the comment. Is that a look into the future? Are we getting rid of credit cards? No, I, I think no, we, we won't. But we what we won't do is we won't we won't pay put things on credit beyond the payment. In other words, the enterprise car agreement was that's what that was. We were leasing vehicles and then after four or five years not owning the car the vehicle for the sheriff's department and other departments. We've gotten we've gotten rid of that lease agreement that was one of the very first things i did that's now was that a new arrangement or is that something we've done for years no that's something that was done just recently and and i did quite honestly a county this size with a triple a bond rating has no business borrowing money other than for capital projects like schools it doesn't if you can't pay for it a county this size with the revenue stream it has you then you don't then you don't buy it you just don't and what we did is we moved from buying our patrol, sheriff's patrol vehicles, ambulatory vehicles, and those kind of things. We moved from, and fire, we moved from purchasing those vehicles and owning them to leasing them. And then after four or five years, we would have to buy the lease out or we wouldn't even own the vehicle. And that's just, I disagree with the philosophy behind that. And so we got rid of that. So the county, we're not going to put things on credit. We're just not going to do it. So does that mean that new fire trucks that we had as the county fire department expands, new ambulances that we've added as it grows, those were leased? Some of that, not the fire trucks, but I'm talking about like the patrol cars, the like the pickup trucks, the the vehicles for the different codes, the different department heads, those kind of things. Uh, the the large fire trucks, the amb- the ambulances, those were purchased. Those were not leased. How is the fire department doing now? It's expanding. Uh, you're building new fire stations. We're equipping them with paid personnel mm-hmm. where we have. Uh, we full-time firefighters. Yeah, and, and, the, and the challenge is, is that we had, because of COVID, we had a significantly diminished volunteer fire department force, and so we had to step in and provide that uh, service and coverage area. And again, that is a, a direct, another direct result of growth. I mean, the area outside the city limits of Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne in the unincorporated unincorporated areas of Rutherford County is actually growing faster than at 4.1% per year than the cities of Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne, which are less than 3%. So the county's got is the county unincorporated areas is being stretched beyond its limits. And we have certain requirements and responsibilities for response time with fire, ambulatory, and law enforcement. And we're going to meet those requirements. 
We have a lot of big changes that are about to take place. Uh, we have about a minute and a half left in our broadcast. In that minute and a half, share with us what you would like to share with listeners, encouraging them to do certain things and letting them know what the conversation is going to be like possibly a year down the road, two years down the road when we address this again. Obviously, the property tax increase is on everybody's mind. If they are concerned that we're going to be here again in four or five years, uh, I understand their concern and share that concern, especially if the law isn't changed by the Tennessee General Assembly allowing Rutherford County the same autonomy to raise development taxes and impact fees like Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and a lot of other counties. We need that same autonomy. I would ask that you respectfully and kindly reach out to your state representative and state senator and say, please support your local community in this regard so we don't have to have this type of property tax increase again. And, you know, I just want to, I do want to say, you know, uh, I got a text message this morning from uh, a friend who said, you know, I've been, Joe, you've been a disappointment. And I said, I appreciate that. He goes, I just feel like you've been a disappointment with this property tax increase. And I told him, I said, David, I understand that. And I appreciate that. I said, but I said, just, just know this, that the mayor's office hasn't been sued. Uh, that's, that's no small thing. Uh, the mayor's office is working along with the county commission toward moving toward a resolution very quickly on closing the landfill. So we don't take trash from outside of the county anymore. We're looking. At, we're on the cusp of getting a regional forensic center. We have a balanced budget by the end of the, this physical year coming up. We will have a balanced budget for the first time in 13 years. So those are no small feats. We have a lot of work to do. I have a lot to learn, and I uh, ask for the listeners' patience as we move through this together because we live in the greatest county in the state, no question about it. County Mayor Joe Carr, our guest this morning. Thank you for joining us today.